Welcome to the SCOM podcast. This is our security and compliance podcast created by Quarter Cloud. I'm Kelly and I work at the marketing department. And I'm Phil from the technical team. And we're going to take you through all our technology in a really interesting way. Phil Talks Technical, where I keep it lighthearted with a selection of exciting guest speakers. Let's delve in. In this episode, we're talking all about backup and data. A backup strategy isn't something to focus on just one day of the year, unfortunately. It should be part of your cyber hygiene. And did you know Microsoft actually recommends you use a third-party backup for your Office 365 data? So we thought this was quite an important topic and we wanted to bring in our guest, Charles, because we have seen such huge success with how um, we're protecting our customers' data. And we wanted to delve in today and tell you all about our top tips. Today, we're obviously talking about backup and the and, and the importance of data backup. Charles, could you introduce yourself a little bit, a little bit about Barracuda and, and how that supports and how we're finding that supporting our customers currently? Yeah, um, I'm Charlie Smith. I'm a consulting solutions engineer for Barracuda. Um, Basically, what that means is it's a senior pre-sales role. I specialize in data protection. I work at an EMEA level. So my job involves managing an inside pre-sales team, but also going out and talking to our customers and partners. I also present at events and strategic webinars with Microsoft and other things as well. So I've been working in the data protection industry for about 24 years. Um, I've worked in various companies before I joined Barracuda. I joined Barracuda in early 2019. Um, just a bit about Barracuda. Barracuda is a, uh, a company that provides uh, – their mission statement is to make the world a safer place and keep our customers protected. Uh, essentially, we provide everything from security and data protection solutions, both in the cloud – uh, and on-premise, um, a lot of the solution offerings coming out of Barracuda are SaaS-based uh, for customers that are deploying workloads into Azure or AWS. Uh, but we also provide a lot of what I would call traditional technology with backup appliances and firewalls and archiving appliances, etc., to protect customers' on-premise environments as well. So, um, yeah, there's a, it's an exciting company to work for, actually. You know, it's... Uh, I was really sort of captivated when I joined the company. You know, the executive team are really, how can I put it, they have lots of great ideas and they're, they're really trying to grow the company strategically, you know, so it's all good. Yeah, Barracuda is actually the first vendor I worked with when I first came to Course Cloud. First one yeah. I met, first one I went for lunch with. So we're talking about data backup um, and why is that important? Why should we be back, data, backing it up? Why, why is that such an essential part? Well, Data protection has always been a, a fundamental part of IT in terms of protecting data and being able to recover data. But I think in the last, you know, last sort of five to ten years, it's become more and more important as data is the lifeblood of any business. Mm. Um, and, you know, going back five, ten years ago, the threat was always like natural disasters or what happens if your power goes out in your IT room and your air conditioning fails and servers overheat, you know. They were the kind of scenarios that you prepare to recover data from. Um, but what we're seeing in the last few years is that cyber security and uh, ransomware and threats from cyber criminals is becoming the number one risk factor for businesses now. So being able to protect uh, your data and make sure it's always recoverable 
is absolutely key and it's never been so important. I think there's a lot of high-profile uh, data breaches that have happened in the last two or three years around the world in various business sectors, public sector, as well as commercial businesses where they've been hit with bad ransomware attacks. Mm. Um, and a lot of companies have been exposed because they haven't had strong data protection strategies in place and they've been in, you know, having to pay significantly high ransom demands to cyber criminals to get their data unencrypted or recovered back, you know. Yeah. So it's not really a good strategy to be in that position. And obviously, people always presume that Microsoft's backing up their data, and that just really isn't the case, is it? Well, they do. And that's obviously what we've been working with you on. Am I right that they do recommend that you use a third party? Yeah, Microsoft have a, a kind of shared responsibility model around Office 365, for example. So the, the challenge with Microsoft, though, is that they have contradictory statements in their organization so for example in their service level agreement as part of the terms and conditions they actually stipulate that microsoft is not responsible for your data if it's lost if they ever had a major data center outage you're responsible for the configuration and data and they could then go on to say that you should use a third-party solution to protect your data but then sometimes when you speak to people at microsoft they're very defensive and they'll say oh we've got site collection bins and we can recover this and we can do that but the reality is that isn't a proper data protection strategy you know Um, the other challenge with microsoft is is that even if you were had faith in their tools, the maximum retention policy for a lot of the data is three calendar months. Um, And if you think about GDPR, um, for a lot of businesses, three calendar months isn't a long enough retention policy for their data. Now, most people require at least a year. Uh, That's normally what people go to as a minimum, isn't it? And you were saying in your terms and conditions, I mean, I know what I'm like with a terms Mm. and conditions, if it's quite long, scroll that yeah agree that should be fine i mean that's exactly uh, uh, what happens uh, yeah do that's many exactly people actually send the detail or read the detail to yeah it's know that you know i mean microsoft refresh their terms and conditions every year and right. in the last 21 2021 to 2022 terms and conditions that statement was there is section 6b in their service agreement which is okay. which is a nested document in their overall terms and conditions Um, and as you say most customers don't read this so when you actually highlight that to them they're kind of taken back a little bit because they've all made this huge assumption that when they outsource their data to the Microsoft cloud um, and they switched off their file server backups and their SharePoint Mm. in their own data centers and move from exchange into exchange online they just assumed at that point that they relinquished all responsibility to protect their own data and it's then therefore microsoft's responsibility to to take over um, what microsoft do however is they do provide a very resilient infrastructure you know they have geo redundant replication between different data centers in the uk they have high availability they have all sorts of resilient processes in place But what they can't do is what we call a point-in-time restore. So if you suddenly find six months down the line that some important data got deleted from your SharePoint online or a Microsoft Teams channel was deleted and nobody noticed... Microsoft store for that very reason. (laughs) You know, if the data's been deleted, the the high-resilience architecture won't save your data, you know. The only thing that can bring back your data is a a third-party backup. Okay, and and Phil, is that why we're seeing such success with Barracuda and with this? Because a couple of reasons, really. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing success because obviously people know that's a problem, um, and obviously 
especially in the different sectors that you know they have they have to meet regulations around making sure they're backing up but with barracuda specifically i think it was a kind of straightforward nature of their licensing as well mm-hmm. um you know we we go and speak to a customer the product's very easy to use which i'm sure that charles can talk about as well but it's extremely easy to use the licensing is very fair you know they understand about the tabling accounts they they scale it correctly and include the storage so there's no like hidden cost in there there's very easy when you're looking at backup stuff sometimes you can say right this is a backup software but you know we'll see how much data you use we'll see how much the costs are yeah. this is all costed straight up front so you can say right i know what my costs are i know i'm backing my data up and it's very, very easy. Again, if an, if an account gets added in your Office 365, it auto-backs it up for you. You know, you don't have to worry about it. Um, and I know that the kind of the interface is just really simple and easy to use. Okay. And the other thing that's quite important as well is that when somebody leaves an organization um, and a mailbox gets to, or a user account gets deleted right. from Office 365, Microsoft will only have sort of potential backup copies for 30 days after the deletion. So... Um, I've spoken to a lot of businesses that get paranoid over that where when people were leaving the company, they were kind of doing a sort of a sort of robocopy script that would basically copy all the data from the mailbox or the user account and then they would zip it up and keep it on a NAS storage device in their local on-premise environment just in case they needed to go back and access something from that user account data. But what I explained to them with Barracuda, you don't need to do that because even if we transfer the license from an old employee to a new employee, we will keep all their historical backups. Yeah. Even okay. if they've transferred the license to a new user, we don't have a policy that auto-deletes uh, backups from users who no longer exist, which is the case with a lot of products. They actually, as soon as you migrate the license, the old person's backups essentially get purged out and deleted over time. Right. Which can uh, be a huge problem for people. Absolutely. Because they won't even realize that's right, yeah. So that's another nice thing that reassures customers that, you know, that's really cool. So if, if we have a change over a staff, you know, we, we're not worried about, as long as we know roughly when they left, we can search for their last recovery points and recover the data back as needed. And the other nice thing is you can restore to different user accounts. So even if that user's mailbox doesn't exist and we have their backup, we can recover the data to an admin mailbox or to another user's mailbox so they can access it or another OneDrive account or a, another location in Teams or SharePoint, etc. depending on what the data source is. So we've obviously been talking about this, but what actually should we be backing up? Are, are there any set things that we should be or things that we should be doing in Office 365 that people may not be considering or realise that they should be doing when it comes to data? Yeah, um, that's a really good question. Obviously, you should be backing up all your data sources, so all your Exchange Online, your Microsoft Teams, your OneDrive for Business, your SharePoint Online, and they're all the data sources that we support in the product. Uh, But it's also important to back up the configuration as well. So, for example, for a SharePoint administrator, you know, uh, a lot of products out there will only be able to restore documents or specific config files but what we can offer at Barracuda is the ability to recover the whole SharePoint collection site. So, for example, if a, an admin makes a mistake with permissions or he has a problems with his sites or lists, um, instead of spending two days trying to fix the problem, he could actually delete it and recover the whole collection site back. And we will restore all the metadata, all the permissions, all the lists of sites and put everything back the way it was from the last good recovery point where they deemed something had changed, you know. Mm. So... We offer the ability to restore not only individual 
emails or documents down to specific user levels, but we can also restore complete mailboxes, complete Teams channels, complete SharePoint collection sites, which gives administrators in businesses a bit more assurance that we're also protecting the configuration as well as the data, which is really key. Um, because a lot of the times, you know, uh, we've seen examples where configuration changes have been made um, and all of a sudden the data is visible to people it shouldn't be visible to and yeah. things like that, you know. So it's it's really important that you can restore the configuration as well. Is there any like best practices? I mean, as you're an expert in data, when you're when you're speaking on webinars or yep. giving advice to customers, is there best practice things that people should be sticking to, or a bit of a checklist that you'd offer? Well, it depends on what data sources they're talking about. Right. If for Office three six five, we make that quite straightforward because literally, when they're going through the setup process, um, we basically take the thinking out of the equation for the customer. They just select, um, they just basically log in as a global admin so we can do the initial discovery of their tenancy. Mm-hmm. And then the default policy is to back up everything. So yeah. we, we we basically protect everything in that environment. Um, on-premise environments, slightly different. A lot of customers make the mistake where they only back up specific data sets okay. because sometimes their backup windows are taking too long and they're worried about, you know, being able to finish the backups before the users come into the business the next day. So they take shortcuts by only backing up what they think is valuable data. Mm-hmm. And then they suddenly discover after a ransomware attack that they haven't backed up the operating systems and the configuration of the servers. And suddenly, instead of just being able to do a kind of full VM level or a DR level restore of the whole system, including the application, the data and the operating system, they have to build all the systems from scratch and then yeah. recover the data. So instead of something that takes under sort of five or six hours to, to recover or suddenly takes three or four days, you know, um, and I've seen businesses come unstuck with that because, and the driving factor behind that was is that they they didn't want to buy more backup storage or, you know, they didn't want to pay for more storage in with their backup provider. So they cut costs. But when you introduce uh, cost cutting, you also introduce, introduce risk. Um, so my advice would be that you should be protecting everything, not just the data, but also the systems that the data is running on and the applications as well. Um, You want to make it as easy as possible to recover systems. And in a ransomware attack scenario, the only sure way to recover a system is that you have to wipe it clean and recover the whole lot. You can't sort of do a partial restore. And ease of use is a big piece of why everyone's loving this, isn't it, Phil? Um, From a yeah i mean i know the customers you've said when you're like we've got to do a podcast on this because everyone's finding this really easy um and that is a big point of this isn't it it is quite effortless it's quite it's not another additional thing that adds to the load because we a common theme we're always talking about is that teams are small and they've already got loads of things to look after and that's why we're seeing such success with barracuda is that is that fair yeah i mean obviously it's it's an api straight into office 365 so the initial setup piece takes seconds if not you know, minutes it's very very quick mm-hmm. and obviously once you've got that initial backup it's up and running uh, and again the guys from barracuda we've had a few deployments with them already they're jumping on with the customers uh, making sure they're happy with the interface we had a call yesterday with a customer that had a couple of questions they spent a couple of hours with them went through the entire interface showed them how everything worked took away a couple of questions answered them straight away 
uh, you know, and that's that's kind of what you want, really. Something's easy to deploy, but then spending the time to make sure that they're happy. So, yeah, all good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So, anyone that would be listening and is thinking about, oh gosh, I need to make sure I'm backing things up. Um, a backup solution is is cloud native essential. Um, is that important element of it, or um, what are our thoughts when that when considering backup? It depends. It depends okay. on the scenario. If you've got data that's already residing in the cloud it makes complete sense to keep the backups in the cloud as well because you see a lot of customers for example who will take their existing backup product that using to back up their servers in their own data center and they think it's very logical to think oh well my current product supports office 365 backup so i'm going to buy the licenses to do that and then they suddenly try to back up all their Office 365 data to a, back to an on-premise backup server in their own data center. And I personally think that's a bad idea for a lot of different reasons. Anyone, you can't one see is, this because it's a podcast, but Phil's going, yeah, yeah yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm with this one. I'll explain a few reasons. One is obviously the infrastructure cost because there's a lot of data in Office 365. Right. Microsoft are very generous with the quotas for user accounts, you know, um, and you know, and an environment, you know, even if a customer starts quite small in Office 365, I guarantee in five years' time, they'll probably have at least 10, 15 times the amount of data as what they currently have today. Um, and a lot of people underestimate the, the growth in Office 365. So that's the first problem. Mm. The second issue is, is that, as you've mentioned already, IT departments are very normally quite low staffed and they've already got their hands full, you know, patching up systems, keeping the IT infrastructure running. So asking them to then, you know, having to add additional disk arrays and more server processing power to back up Office 365 really switches them off because it kind of depresses them. Mm. Um, The third thing is is recovery times. If you're backing up to an on-premise backup server and you suddenly have a major incident where you've got to recover a lot of data in Office 365, I'm not just talking about, you know, somebody phoning the service desk and saying, I want to restore these six files. I'm on about you've had a malware attack and you've got, you know, 2,000 OneDrive accounts that have been affected and you suddenly need to do a bulk restore. Your recovery time is completely governed by your internet internet upload link. So if you've not got the fastest connection from your data center back to the internet, that's going to become a huge bottleneck in recovering the data back into Office 365. Um, So there's a lot of issues there. I think, you know, if you, you know, just keeping it simple, if your data is in the cloud, it makes no sense to bring it back on-prem. You know, businesses have spent years trying to, reduce the amount of on-prem data they have and put more and more data into the cloud. Um, So going against that sort of reversal makes no sense at all. Um, The other benefit of keeping the data in the cloud, certainly with Barracuda, is that we offer a SaaS-based service, and that basically means that all the infrastructure is managed by the Barracuda Cloud Ops team. We use Microsoft Azure in the background to host our service. So we've got that elasticity in growth. We offer unlimited storage and retention. And as Phil said earlier, we don't have any caveats around that. Some backup vendors that we compete against, even with SaaS-based solutions, will give you a price and then they'll say, but if you want to keep the data for longer than a year, there's another price. uh, And then it it just keeps on going up. With Barracuda, the price you pay is the price you pay for the duration of your contract per active user, and that's it. so I think we give customers a lot of 
benefits you know we give them a very fast backup and recovery service we give them that it flexibility around unlimited storage and retention no additional cost um, and we make it simpler for the IT staff they don't have to manage that infrastructure there's no patching of servers there's no maintenance that's all done by the Barracuda uh, global uh, ops team they're based in the US and they manage all the cloud to cloud deployment instances globally around the world for in our, all our Azure data centers so it's a really slick operation and we have it really weighed off uh, pretty well at the moment. How can we be better protecting our data than going forward? Um, obviously, a lot's changed with COVID. A lot of people have gone onto Office 365 maybe quicker than they thought or gone into the cloud much quicker. So do you have any kind of insight or areas that you and Barracuda are focusing on to make sure that we continue to protect our data? I think um, it's important to have a joined up strategy. So I think because obviously Barracuda have a very strong email security offering, um, having, you know, a solution that kind of joins between data protection and email security makes a lot of business sense. Um, you know, when you think about ransomware journeys, something like 60, 70% of ransomware attacks are initiated through spam or uh, spear phishing attacks or phishing attacks through corporate email uh, where users click on links, you know, from bogus emails that look that don't look bogus that's the art of it um and then they launch a ransomware attack in their business so a lot of the attacks come from that side so having a strong email security solution that can remove and recover from these um spear phishing and phishing attacks is absolutely key and i think barracuda because we have like a premium packages which include things like cloud to cloud backup it allow, it makes it easy for, from a commercial perspective for businesses to join up all the dots and be able to protect their office 365 data as well as secure it mm-hmm. um, and have all the kind of bases covered uh, as well so that's i think that's really important um but in terms of you know data protection in general i think what businesses need to be doing is you know they need to be testing their backup strategies you know a lot of businesses buy backup software and they think they're doing a good job because they get a green tick in their console every night to say the backup's complete but they don't spend enough time actually testing the recovery process Um, and if you take education as an example in this country there's a lot of uh, schools and, and education and councils being caught out with huge ransomware attacks where they've tried to do restores and the restores haven't worked because nobody's actually bothered to put testing so in how, place so to make how, sure do, it's how would you test how how would barracuda recommend testing so i didn't even realize well, basically, you could test that yeah yeah you need to build a test environment you know um so if you're thinking about on-premise infrastructure you need to have spare virtual environments that you can actually bring up vms okay uh, what a lot of customers do is they'll back up production vms and then they'll restore them into a test virtual environment and make sure they power on and the application comes up or the database starts right. and everything seems to be working and they can kind of sign it off um for office 365 again you can create you know if you've got a production tenancy you can either set up a test tenancy or you can build you know an environment within your production environment that you can restore mailboxes and teams channels and things like that so you can easily do testing of office 365 restores as well people um, just need to do a cross section don't they i mean we do yeah. it a lot, right so you you know sometimes i restore just 
a single mail item. Sometimes you store a whole mailbox. Sometimes you store a PC. Right. Um, and, and one of the things we were talking about testing, an interesting yep. one that I had is I was backing up a server which was, had absolutely critical data on it. And I kept backing it up, and the backup was absolutely fine. And this is going back a bit. It was a 2003 box. Uh, it was absolutely fine. The backup was successful. Never wanted to reboot this box. Really, really scared because nobody would let it ever go down. This is going back a bit. So after about six months, it was like, look, you need to reboot this. There's a critical update that's come out. So we rebooted the box, and it didn't boot. And it was absolutely, it had it. And obviously the backup was the same. If you tried to restore the backup and then run it, it wouldn't boot either. So we ended up having to, you know, we had some of the data. We had to piecemeal put it together with a new box. And as I'm saying about the restore, and you have to do those um, different types of restores, really, to make sure that you're covering that them types of things. But going back to what Charles was saying, yeah. Yeah, well, going back to what Charles was saying, I mean, there's lots of different reasons why people are backing up. You know, we've already talked about people worried about ransomware, but it's you know people having wanting that instant recovery and the data back, and mm. often for integrity checks or for governance reasons. You know, it, it, it's, it, it's there's lots of different reasons. That's why you need to make sure you're putting the right solution in place. And obviously, yeah, Barracuda will do the cloud to cloud backup, but we can also do the on-premise ones as well. So right. it's about scaling it based on what you need. You know, you might want tiered storage, for example, so that you can cost that in a different way you know people want types of storage that can't be deleted as well you know it depends on what the needs of your organization are i know barracuda does that as well as as an offering so yeah i think the two big ones as well is is having a an immutable backup process because they're always worried that if a cyber criminal gains access to your network they could actually log into your backup manager and to purge the backups from the disk Um, and this is what a lot of these you know, you get these like revel gangs and other gangs from Eastern Europe and Russia. They they don't just do a single dimension attack. They actually log into your network and do reconnaissance. They'll try yeah. and work out where your backup servers are. Right. They interrogate your Active Directory to try so you can log into your backup managers. And if they are able to do so, one of the first things they will do is they will purge all the backups off the disk through the backup manager it's there, isn't it? uh, because they can access it. Yeah. And then when they do hit the big red button and encrypt all your data and the backup administrator suddenly scrambles and tries to do a restore, you'll suddenly realize that all these backups have been deleted and you can't restore them. So that's something that um, that's happening a lot now. Um, so I would say making sure you have an air-gapped strategy, which means that as you know, you should have multiple copies of your backup, and one of the copies should be sent to a completely separate environment away That's from out, your own premise somewhere that you can't. Yeah, can't, so yeah. you know, for example, replicating it into a secure cloud or a rack space is is absolutely key. You know, because if you don't do that, uh, you run the risk that if a cyber criminal does log into your environment and deletes your backups, you have nowhere to go. You, you know, you, you're pretty much your backs against the wall. Uh, yeah, and the other thing is, is you know, immutable backups is a is a is a hot word in the industry right now, which basically means that it can't if, be deleted, though. Yeah. yeah, so if they try to log in and purge the backups, there's there is processes in place that prevents that data purge happening. You know, right. so for example, with Barracuda, we have a policy that even if someone sends a, a request to delete the data, it won't be touched for thirty days. It sits into a a deletion queue so, yeah, you would know. But, but there's a 30-day window that if for example we got a call from one of our customers to say we were hacked in last week and we believe that the yeah. you know they tried to delete our backups we would be able to say yes it's been marked for deletion 
but it hasn't been deleted because we use worm storage in Azure, which means write once, read many, which means it, it can, can't be deleted in the normal sense. And we can sort of undelete the data. It's a bit like when you put something in a recycle bin, it's not, not properly deleted gone. until you empty the recycle yeah, yeah, bin yeah. and you can bring it straight back. So we kind of have that in the cloud where even if it's we're talking terabytes of data, it won't actually it might be marked for deletion, but it won't actually be deleted for 30 days after the That'd be request. So reassuring, though, wouldn't it? Like so relaxing so, yeah. if you're sat there thinking. And that's really key. Yeah, that's really key. We've seen a lot of businesses being caught out where cyber criminals have purged backups and then they will hit for the ransomware because they encrypt your data and then suddenly the business realizes we're we're in that place without a paddle and uh you know yeah. we we have to pay the ransom because that's the only way we can get the data back we were i mean we were talking we've been talking about ransomware a lot i know it I know it's a buzzword, mm-hmm. but from what we've heard is that the ransomware is just getting, the encryption is just getting faster and faster and faster and faster. And actually, yep. Barracuda is allowing you to breathe. It's allowing mm-hmm. you to go, yeah, okay, you've taken everything down quickly, but I know I've got 30 days that that data is still okay. It does give you a little bit of peace of mind. I'm sure anyone would still go into a panic, but you know you've got that. And that kind happens of with protection. our on-premise stuff as well. If their customers replicate our appliances into the cloud, all the cloud data has the same policy. So right. even if a local appliance had a situation where somebody removed the hard drive or it was sabotaged, we would be able to re- ship a, a replacement unit the next business day if they have instant replacement and then recover all the data back from the cloud and rebuild that appliance to what it looked like before the incident happened, if that right. makes sense. So we have all these safeguards in place to protect our customers' data. Very good peace of mind there, isn't it? 30 days to just be <laughs> like, oh, I can breathe. Go on so holiday. that's a good thing <laughs> um, because a lot of customers you know, in the past, I've really bought data protection on the cheap. You know, they'll say, right, what's the lowest way I can do this? I'll run it on a Windows server. I'll use cheap, low-cost NAS storage. Yeah. Um, it was always seen as a an annoying requirement. Do you think people people's mindsets pre- have changed, though? Has that changed? I think so. I think so. I think the what we've seen in the last two or three years with the cyber activity and ransomware is really picking up. And what's going on in the world right now, you know, yeah. um, in, in Europe, I'm not going to talk about that specifically, mm. but that's also increased the alertness around potential more wave of cyber attacks uh, that could happen over the next 12 months or so. So if I was certainly an IT director, IT manager, one of my thoughts in the morning and when I'm pondering over my newspaper and my coffee is to think, what can we do to better improve and not be a, a, a bad statistic that if our business is attacked, uh, attacked that we we have the capability to recover our data and we have confidence in that process and the and the vendors that we're working with to yeah. provide that solution and do you think with things like gdpr and large businesses being publicly fined because of errors and loss of people's data that's also made people a bit more like oh okay this is something i can't just absolutely be i with. think i think when gdpr was first introduced a few years ago it was taken seriously, but not to the point where I think people underestimated the size of the fines that they could yeah. get, you know, for, for data breach and data loss events. Um, so certainly any company that's close to a business that's been heavily fined will realize that, that there's no, you know, it's it's scary stuff. Some, I mean, if you were hit with one of these GDPR fines, it could put you out of business. That's how right. big yeah, these fines are, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think combination of compliance a a combination of the threats that we're seeing in the world right now 
it's making people wake up and realize that they need to review their strategy around data protection and maybe they've been kind of riding by the seat of their pants for the last few years and doing things on the cheap but certainly i would be giving data protection a bigger focus because at the end of the day it's your last it's your last form of defense if you with all the best will in the world, you could have strong security, perimeter security, cloud security. You could have all the tools in place to, to either to prevent or detect a cyber attack, but they still get through. You know what I mean? These cyber criminals are very sophisticated engineers yeah. and they will always find a back door into the system one way or shape or other. So you have to sort of be prepared that if your organization is attacked, you have to have confidence in your data protection tools to be able to restore the data and keep that business running.